Welcome to episode 191 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here. Usually Jason would be with me, but he is out on tour right now, so he could not be here this time around. This is actually the first, I believe this is the first episode where it's just me. It's not both of us since episode nine with the guest nine, coincidentally. If you're not familiar with nine, check out his band Dead Metal Society. They are fantastic. But I am here by myself actually because this week the guest is Zen Hipster. And yes, Jason is a member of that band, along with three other gentlemen named Josh Baker, Eric Bass, and Eric Reese. So I sat down with all four of them and did this interview. So since Jason's a member of that band, I'm running solo this time. But before I get into all that, as usual, we are sponsored by DEB Concerts. DEB Concerts, based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, local promoter here to us. That brings in a lot of shows to the Ideal Ballroom in Tulsa, downtown Tulsa. All these shows are hosted by Eddie Trunk. Coming up, actually, this Friday, just a few days, October 5th, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row will be at the Ideal Ballroom. The majority of his set is Skid Row songs. He still sounds great, so get out there and check that out. He has Monty Pittman opening up, and Monty Pittman has several solo albums out right now. Right now. For a long time. He's got two new ones out that just came out about a month ago. Great heavy metal guitarist. Virtuoso type music. This isn't a guy that does a ton of solo shows, at least in our area of the country. So, quite a treat to be able to see him. He is also Madonna's guitarist. He has also been in Prong, and he has been in Ministry as well. Get out there and check that out. That also that show also has One Bad Sun opening that one up. A week later on October 12th at the IDL, Tom Kiefer from Cinderella will be out there with a solo band. That show will feature Sweatin' Bullets and Evil Twin opening up. Then going into November on the 3rd, we've got Kicks coming to Tulsa. That show also features Sweatin' Bullets as well as Rocket Science. And then moving into December on the 8th, we've got LA Guns returning to the IDL Ballroom. And this time Junkyard will be with them. Junkyard, highly underrated band from the 80s and 90s era, more blues-based along your Cinderella or Tesla lines. So if you're not familiar with them, look them up. That show will also feature Grind opening up as well. All these shows, like I said, feature Eddie Trunk hosting them. DB Concerts has been sponsoring us for a while now. We appreciate it. They keep bringing in great shows, and they've let us know that they've got a few to be announced soon, so be on the lookout for more great stuff from these guys. Alright, so I was going to mention a few days ago, or a couple days ago now, I saw Sunvolt play at the Guthrie Green in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Sunvolt isn't really the type of band that we would focus on here on the podcast since we veer towards the the hard rock and metal, but I've been a long time fan of these guys and see them live any chance I get. So if you're into stuff like you know, most people would throw them in the alternative country category or roots rock, Americana, that kind of thing. They kind of span. You can't really put them in one specific category, which is great. They've got a, you know, a lot of laid back stuff that could even harken back to the Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie style of thing. But then a lot of their stuff is, you know, just more rock that you might hear if you go to a bar 
and hear, you know, some random bar band in the backwoods of who knows where. But they, you know, they they had some radio success in the 90s with Drown and Windfall. And they played a lot of those songs off that album, Trace. And they played a lot of songs off their newest album, Notes of Blue, which came out last year. You know, and scattered about throughout there. They, you know, played maybe an hour and 10, 15 minutes because it was an outdoor show there at Guthrie Green. All the shows out there that they put on are always free. It's a pretty cool setup right in the middle of downtown Tulsa. You know, a wide open lawn. You come out there, bring your lawn chairs, bring your blankets, bring your own beers as far as I know. I believe that's the rules. But yeah, if you're if you're in the area and get a chance to see a show, even if you're not familiar with the artist, go check it out. It's just a cool atmosphere. And I dig it, especially getting to see someone like this. And Jay Farrar, the singer, actually played out there about a year ago. Solo. Just him and another guy playing acoustic. So that was pretty cool to be able to see him back and be able to see Sunvolt again. So if you remember him from the 90s, because they actually got rock radio play with Drown. If you remember this band, you know, do yourself a favor because the newest album 20, from 2017, Notes of Blue, you know, has a lot of that rock feel to it as well. So yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I know that next time we talk to you, when Jason's back, you'll probably be talking about Greta Van Fleet because this past weekend he traveled to Denver. Went on a road trip, and while he was there, he got to see Greta Van Fleet and Dorothy at the Fillmore. So we'll hear about that on the next episode. And I believe the next episode will probably be mid mid to late next week, because I am leaving this week to go to Cal Jam in California, and I'll be back on Monday. So we won't get a chance to record this until then. But that show will feature Brandon Dingler, the vocalist of the band Driver. We're doing our next version of the Every Album in a Row series that we've been doing for a while. This one will feature Stone Temple Pilots. So be on the lookout for that. All right, speaking of Driver, they are one of the many bands that will be playing Thunder Underground Fest. The show's coming up October 19th and 20th in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the Venue Shrine, 18th in Boston. Two nights, $7 per day or $10 for both days. You can't beat that. That's one hell of a deal because we've got 18 acts performing, and we've got Steve Ray, formerly of Pitbulls on Crack, and Oklahoma Hombres, who will be hosting this thing. The Saturday night, he'll be hosting as the Great Pumpkin. If you're from the Tulsa area and you've been around a while, you've probably seen him do this. Before with Pitbulls on Crack and Oklahoma Hombres, when they would play the Freakers Ball, which used to be an annual event here in Tulsa. Hasn't been around for a while, but Steve's coming back and he actually talked about all that in our last episode. He was the guest. But this show on the 19th, along with the subject of the day, Zen Hipster, will feature from Parts Unknown, a punk band out of Dallas. We've got Murderous Mary, a new band here in the Tulsa area, which features our buddy Mike Starkey. We've also got Solidify out of Fort Smith, Arkansas, a band we've played on here before a few times. We've got Machine in the Mountain as well, instrumental progressive metal out of Tulsa. We've played them a few times, actually had them on the podcast as well. 
And then the, the night will be rounded out by three bands that we've had on here more than once. Our friends in Severmind, our friends in Fist of Rage, and our friends in Claim Your Enemy. We'll be closing out Friday night. Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, like I said, Driver with Brandon, who will be on next week's episode. We've also got Wooden Bone out of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Heavy metal band. The Normandies, a punk band out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Archon, a metal band out of Oklahoma City. Sprout the Antihero. Based here in Tulsa, he will be playing his solo music, which is acoustic, dark acoustic rock. He's also the front man for the metal band Screaming Red Mutiny. We've also got Custom Black coming in from Kansas City. Great Stone or Doom metal band. Then CJ McClellan and Dell Driver will be performing acoustic. Both of those guys from Grind. We've got Locust Grove from Chickasha, Oklahoma coming in for this one. Very excited about that. And Saturday night will be rounded out with Sign of Lies. Great band out of Oklahoma City. And then our good friends in Less Than Human from right here in Tulsa. So really excited. Looking forward to this. We are now basically just... Right over two and a half weeks away from this event. Scarstuck, Scarstruck Entertainment is putting this on for us. Very thankful to Travis and Mark for everything they've done to put this thing together. They will actually be on this show the week of Thunder Underground Fest, giving you guys a preview, talking about how it all came together. And speaking of Zen Hipster, the drummer for Zen Hipster, Josh Baker, has a food truck called the Bachelor's Table. He and his truck and his crew will be out there in the parking lot of the Venue Shrine. So, come to this thing with an appetite. Both days open at 5, doors open at 5. So come out there and just hang out all night. Buy yourself some drinks at the Shrine. Go outside, buy yourself some food from the Bachelor Table. It's fantastic. I'm not just saying that. I've been to this food truck countless times over the last... Food truck's been around a year. He's been doing dinners for well longer than that. I can't rave enough about it, so. Bachelor's table. Buy your food from him. Whether you're coming to Thunder Underground Fest or not, but I hope you are. If you live in New York City, fly your ass in here. I don't know what to tell you. Alright, let's get into some Zen Hipster stuff now. This song is called Emotions. Emotions tangled up inside my head.
Emotions from Zen Hipster. That is off their album, Freakin' Rock. That's about 20 years old, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. One of you four guys in the comments, I don't know. But I think it was... I think that album came out in 98. But yeah, Freakin' Rock. 10 tracks, great music. You'll be hearing that song among several others if you come out to Thunder Underground Fest. On Friday and Saturday, October 19th and 20th. Just a great melodic hard rock band that, you know, brought in elements of all kinds of stuff. All four of these guys bring in a lot of different stuff. And what you heard, like I said, was 20 years old. These guys have grown up 20 years since then. So I'm kind of looking forward to see how this stuff sounds now. You know, what kind of stuff got added to it, any new flavor. But I can tell you that you will enjoy it. I saw them countless times back in the day. Really looking forward to seeing them again. So while we're at it, I'm just going to go nuts and play you a second song from that album, Freakin' Rock. This song is called Still. Never goes away 
Still from Zen Hipster's debut album, Freakin' Rock. You want to hear that song? Get your ass out to Thunder Underground Fest. I feel like I'm repeating this over and over, but Thunder Underground is the name of this podcast, and it's right there in the title of this concert, so I guess it's my job to repeat it over and over, right? For the next, you know, three episodes, and even after, you know, you'll hear us talk about it, but both those songs that I just played were from that album, Freakin' Rock. Their second album, In Process, came out a couple years later. They also have an EP called Six Street Sessions. In Process is actually the only one, I believe, that you can find a stream via Spotify and YouTube. And I think it's on iTunes as well. But if you like those songs, you know, hit up any of the guys in the band or hit up the band's Facebook page at Zen Hipster. I'm sure they've still got some physical product they could sell you. A freaking rock and Six Street Sessions as well. So yeah, maybe I should just quit rambling and get into this. This is Josh, Eric Bass, Eric Reese, and Jason Wood from Zen Hipster. Off limits. Okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Shit. That was my whole everything prepared. That's all the questions he had. <laughs> well, another obvious question is why is now the right time to do this thing again? 2018, after all these years. Because our friends said, hey, we're going to do a, fest- a festival. <laughs> do you guys want to be on it? And we were like, eh, why not? Is there any other reason? No. That's no. the best reason. I think that's the best reason. Yeah, definitely. We always like an opportunity to play Zen Hipster stuff. You know, we, we love an opportunity to play the originals. It, 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 it comes back to your head so easy. So, yeah. I mean, it really does. You wouldn't think it would, but it does. So it's pretty fun. I don't know. I had to play some of the parts over and over again just to try to remember. So... I, I know it's cliche and everybody says this but like after the first rehearsal it was like oh yeah that's what that's what we do <laughs> well it's that brain it's that brain muscle memory you know it's those those synapses that you know were formed in those early years are there forever you know? exactly like driving a car absolutely <laughs> which is harder for some of us. You know what? I'm cautious. <laughs> all right, eat the fucking dick. Because <laughs> at the beginning he wouldn't get on the highway. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> is that for real? Yes, that's, that's, right. Right. <laughs> that's a good thing to know now. I guess. Yeah. Well, well, there's there there's a bowl of dicks out there for all of you to go eat. So have fun with that. Well, has the so after that first rehearsal, has the process been fun, easy? Uh, there, there was a part in the middle of the rehearsals where it was like, oh, I don't know. Like the first couple were like, yeah. And then 
there like a few after that were kind of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe you, not. Right. <laughs> well, once we once we went to the songs that you know were some of the some of the songs that we all didn't originally play together, you know, getting into the minutia of those songs was kind of uh, laborious. Now, for me, it was like uh, I played that. No, I didn't play that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot harder at almost 40 than at 15 and whatever old I was. <laughs> well, for you, was it fairly easy picking up the stuff that you weren't a part of? I mean, no, is it just no, a couple I songs mean, that you guys are doing? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't easy because all of the songs are, you know, very um, intricate and the the changes and you know the um, the switch ups the way these the way these guys like to write songs you know everything has its own little hook you know everything has its own um, intricacy and so it's it's I mean it I would have to go back and re listen and re listen and re listen and then I'd be like okay Reese what exactly are you doing right here. I, I no slow down. Well, okay, yeah, you know it was like it was one of those kind of deals. What about you? Was the did everything come back pretty easily, or was there a lot of going back and listening to your stuff again? Yeah, there's a quite a few like songs here and there because it was listening to like everything pretty much, and then trying to maybe redo the solos and be like, you know, what the heck's going on right there, and. Yeah doing it over and over again or a riff or something like that or a part that you just really can't hear. It's like, I know I was doing something here, like a little like double stop, a little, you know, slide in back and forth, but it's just not in the mix all that well. But it's still kind of still in my head. But if I go over it a few times, you know, give it some time, it will usually come back to me. I'm like, oh, that was it or something like that. Or yeah, we have to stop your Walkman and, you know, hit stop and <laughs> rewind and <laughs> Especially there's a couple of songs we never even played live. Yeah, so I don't even know why I would even mess with those, but they're fun to still kind of play here and there, even though it's like, what, what was going on there? So, yeah, there's there's some figuring out for me. Some of it, it's like, yeah, we're, bam, we're, we're in the pocket. This is nice. It's warm and cozy, and then you fall out, and you're like, what the hell's this yeah. about? I've never played this song. Where are we doing this? Yeah. You know, the train. The train would hit a hundred, and then we would hit the wall. <laughs> yep. Well, you guys played a private party recently, and that was your first show back after what over five years. Yeah. So, I mean, what did that feel like? I mean, I know you've to have been on stage of you since Zen Hipster's last gig. Not since that. You haven't. No, I've I've sat in a few times with some folks, but not really. I'd get up and play a song or two, but not anything like a full set or anything. It wasn't one of those things where it felt like, yes, this is what I, I've been missing this or. Yeah. Or was this good to go through the uh, Once we started playing and in front of people and they were like, <laughs> kind of into it. It was like, Oh, okay. Cause going in, I'm like, we're going to be way too heavy for this crowd. <laughs> like, they, this is all original. They've never heard us before we're just going to see what happens and everybody seemed to be into it. And yeah, yeah, it always feels good when you get done. Everybody's like, Oh my God, that was amazing. You're like, 
eh, you know, it's it all feels, right. Yeah, it feels good after a gig when people are like, when are you guys playing again? Yeah. You know, when and where are you playing again? You know, so that was cool to be able to tell them about the Thunder Underground Festival. Yeah. I did have a, a lady who, every time she got near me, she's like, I, I can't even be around you. You're freaking me out right now. <laughs> so there was Is that. Because she was on drugs or because you were so amazing? Well, it wasn't I, so much either of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was the party itself. And it was his, uh, it was his um, attire. Oh, it was his, uh, Oh, it was, it was Aura. <laughs> you're definitely Aura. Yeah. She thought I was like a scary, like... Clown? A doll, like a, a girl doll. She was like, something. I've seen this movie. It's called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> it, we, were, we were in various levels of costume for that show. Right. We wouldn't, okay. we wouldn't say drag. We would just say costume. It's, it was really the only reason why we wanted to play, so... <laughs> it, it seemed like a good no, excuse. It wasn't. So. <laughs> that wasn't the reason. No. no. So say after the show on October nineteenth, someone says, "Where are you guys playing next?" What's your answer going to be? Is uh, it going to be? I think it's what, might, What's or? our next show? Ozfest or oh, okay. <laughs> Ozfest nineteen ninety four? Yeah, I think we're doing. I think we're doing Ozfest ninety seven. Alpine, Alpine Valley. Yeah. Besides yeah, yeah, parking lot. <laughs> Red Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it a? Is it something you guys have even talked about? We yeah. haven't. We haven't talked about it past past the um, festival. No. Is it something any of you want to talk about? Like, yeah, no. Like, we, what is your I, feeling? Like, do you want to do something more? I, I would be interested. One off thing. I would be interested in playing original shows. You know, that's my that's my thing. Uh, I want to do originals. I don't want to do covers. Uh, you know, been down that road, and I, it's not my cup of tea you know so so yeah i i would be interested in doing um, you know some original shows um, i think everybody agrees with that i've actually been approached by somebody about hey would you be interested in doing this and a lot of times people will say are you interested in doing this and my typical answer is yeah sure but we, what are the details yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. i'll we, say yes when you have this figured we out. would be cool we would be cool with filling a slot you know you know, a 45 minute, an hour slot, a 30 minute slot, something like that. Yeah. The thing of it is, is that, you know, um, we have, we all have busy schedules. And so it's like, you know, in order to play two to three hours to headline a show or something like that is, is going to be a little bit tougher for us just because, you know, at, at this stage in our lives, we all have careers and, and jobs. And so it's like, we can't devote as much time. We can't carve out time in our personal schedules for for um, music the way we did 25 years ago. Right. So maybe we can leave ourselves open, like on a weekend here and there, they could fly us out to wherever. Everything <laughs> <laughs> paid. I think we'd be all down with that. So. Uh, one of the one of the people that approached me was about doing a, a show on rooftop downtown Tulsa, and I was like. If that happens, we'll probably be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're you open. To, going. We're open to kick-ass shows, <laughs> yeah. like cool shows. Oh, we'll we'll fucking we'll make the time. Well, you had the same thing. Other bands approach you once the word got out as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, uh, not dropping names, but just, no. Well, I you know I, I said you know Tony Romanello, who we played with a lot back in the day, is going to drop the name. I, I don't care. <laughs> it, it was just it was just too soon after we had got 
to practicing, it was like, uh, you know. I had a gig that day. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was kind of a short notice. That would have been cool, and we'd definitely be open to that. But, yeah, I mean, I echo these guys' sentiments. Um, something that's, it doesn't have to be all the time, because we're all so busy. And, uh, but getting back and doing this, um, especially where I'm at in life and blah, 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 it's super fun. And, uh, it's something I'd, I'd like to do in the future. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's definitely cool to, to, um, do something at 40 in your 40s that you did, you know, in your late teens and early 20s. You know, it's cool to be able to go back and, and do that again because you do capture a lot of that um, that time you get to go back and, and relive it because it feels like we're all that age again whenever we get in into these songs exactly there's there's a big appreciation for that that right there you know so yeah definitely uh, I, can't, I can't I can't found a use <laughs> yeah <laughs> the things I couldn't feel like I did back then was more like you know I could fill my liver now with all the Band partying or whatever, which is always much needed. I don't remember that so much back then. But you can feel your liver? Yeah, and everything. Wow. Wow. I don't want to know how that happened. So getting back and playing together, does it give you the urge to want to write new stuff? Like after you guys get through this process of playing your first... <laughs> gig, or is that not even a? I've actually started a song. It's called Peanut Butter Biscuit, and it's not about food. God damn, <laughs> it's gonna be a hit. I can feel it. The chorus <laughs> goes something like Peanut Butter Jelly Time. No, nope. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> nothing it's not like about that. Mr. Peanut Butter from BoJack. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, um, I've been I've been writing stuff, but you know. I've never stopped, so. But that's that's your own thing, though, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, as far as writing new songs together, we, Josh and I have kind of kind of done a few things. We ping-ponged a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason I have some over the years, but not, not recently, but yeah. definitely since the band broke up or whatever. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of ignited an ember, I would say, you know, um, for us to kind of like, um, to work together, to, to, um, kind of work on recording stuff, recording ideas and stuff like that. Um, at least that's what Josh and I have done here within the past few months. And it's been fun. It is fun. It is a lot of fun. To collab again. Yeah. And to fight. <laughs> <laughs> half and half. Like you said, you guys are all pretty young when you started this. Does the sound that you guys created feel natural to you now? Like if you guys had formed this band a couple years ago, do you think you would sound the same or would you sound totally different? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it would be similar. I, I think it would Probably be similar. So. Yeah. It would be similar. Like if um, we were twenty or something or eighteen. Well, compared to what you did then, if you guys like if just, we formed just started the band. this a couple of years ago, I don't know, man. Because we all four are have different, but there's also things where we are common. So I don't know. Yeah, we might be like a folk, folk rock. <laughs> <laughs> Since my 
Sing it small, baby, let me. Oh, no, no. No, no. Yeah. Um, I, that's a hard question. I think it would sound similar, honestly. I do, too. I do, too. I mean. I concur. With the style that, with the style, uh, which, with each of our own styles, I think that, um, you know, with what we do as an hipster, it, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It, there, there's a particular, um, there's a particular sound and a style blend that I think we would, it probably wouldn't be identical, but it would sound very similar right. to what we did back then, you know? Same question for the name. Because that, <laughs> no, that, no. The I don't know. has such a connotation now. Would that be something? I know. That's so, now it's ironic. It's very ironic. Holy shit. But, you know, think about it. You know, there's a ton of names that are big bands. Like, you think about it, that's a stupid fucking name. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Like, so it's stupid. like, yeah, whatever. And know. probably people are like, Zen Hipster, that is a stupid name. Where yeah. did they get that? Why are they <laughs> calling themselves fucking hipsters? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was out of, a, like, a big vocabulary book. And it's like, it was like it a got all the way down to the Z's because nothing else was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The Z's, like, dude. Jason Zeppelin was taken. Well, it was better than Sheepfish. God damn. <laughs> That was on your fucking thing, too, by the way. No, I just told him I was going to ask questions just to fuck with you. No, fuck you. (laughs) Sheepfish. What else do we have? Was that it? Noisegate. Noisegate, yeah. yeah. Goddamn, I forgot about that. Like you said, where it all began, like, for people that don't know, like, how did this whole thing start 24 years ago now? Josh would be the guy. (laughs) (laughs) He has the most brain cells. (laughs) I killed the least in in that era. Um, I had always wanted to play drums and I'd been playing drums. Uh, I'd met Eric Reese. Um, I was always a fan of the girls and I figured out playing music was a lot easier to get girls than playing sports. <laughs> Turns out I still didn't get the girls, but music was still more fun. Anyway, long story short, um, I had started, I was supposed to be taking guitar lessons from Eric Reese and somehow that didn't happen it was July 28 1994 um, Bass Reese and I were sitting in my driveway Bass didn't know how to play anything I said we should start a band at that point I think Reese and I had been jamming some and we, we talked about talking to Bass and it's like you know I could teach the guy because I'd already had a couple of friends that I and I don't even know if we had met yet. Maybe we met a couple of times already. No, I remember the first time we met was over at his folks' house. And you were did gave me a little test to see if I could keep time. That's right. Well, I think the first time I ever saw you was over on the west side of, East, uh, of Woodland Hills Mall. We went into the mall. I went in there with Ben and Holy Josh. Shit. And they said, no, this guy is... Really sarcastic. <laughs> so just this guy's a total ass. No. <laughs> just be ready. So that's how I remember, like you know, first time, bam. Um, but I want to say we talked about like he, you he and I wanted to start something, then it happened in my driveway. Yeah, was, he, he brought up his buddy Eric Bass, and like, well, I can teach him because I had other friends that I there was another guy I did not want to play with. I was like, absolutely no, hell no, absolutely not. He worked at the same Eric place ended up hiring him anyway. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Oh my! It God. just kind of <laughs> happened. Like 
I didn't. I, didn't, know I couldn't say no. I couldn't band. say no. So anyway, we ended up with the lead singer for an all instrumental band. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how that works. God. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. You're not. <laughs> so you're not. that's how it started. And then, and oh, then. And, oh, my dad's church had a fall festival, so we had like eight weeks to get ready for it. Because you can't call it a Halloween party because, you know, by God, it's a fall festival. I, I hooked up with this guy. We worked at Warehouse Market together, and like we got along perfectly because I had someone I could talk to about, like Joe Saturani and Steve. I'm like, do you know who these guys are? And he's like, yeah, dude, blah, 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 blah. And big music freak. And I was like, we got to get together and jam. And um, I was trying to sell him some of my guitar pedals. Like, As Eric Reese would. Come over <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we need to get together. There's a combo package yeah. on the list. <laughs> you buy four, you get the fifth one. <laughs> and I don't remember if it was just me and you or you were there, but we did Deuce by Kiss. And wow, you guys are jammed. That's okay, about right. I remember and, and, the guitar for the practicing musician. You know. So, yeah. But I do remember the first time I met you. You were you were a mild little fella. Well, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I met you. You had that look like, oh, fat guy. God, <laughs> <laughs> he still does that. I probably. I don't let him blame him. <laughs> Good times. And then came crack. <laughs> well, what was the first show that the four of you played together? Was that, that fall festival? Was it that fall festival? Oh, okay. So you were there at that. Okay. Where I met him at, where that one singer guy played for an instrumental band. <laughs> <laughs> do not play Megadeth. Whatever you do, do not play Megadeth. What's the first thing he does? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> but I was introduced to a great friend and pulled up to that church one that we all ended up playing our first show at so that was that was pretty cool yeah definitely we'll get to dress up and played uh i think we had to play a like a church song and so we did kumbaya for i think our last song and we played the first verse like three or four times just over and over again but and my dad was pissed. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> Why? What were we supposed to play? Uh, he just wasn't expecting what we did. I was like, what did we do wrong? Should have played the hell with the devil or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with that subscriber. Yeah. The hell with the devil. <laughs> I remember trying to listen to some of their, one of their albums, and I, was, I just couldn't. And we digress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I knew better. So how long was it from then until the freaking rock? Was that 98? We started writing and jamming forever before yeah. we ever entered a recording studio. I mean, we, we would, our first rehearsals and practices were, I mean, it seemed like we used to rehearse like four or five times a week. We did. Yeah. Times all of weeks, that time. Six to seven. Times. We, yeah. we fucking like did. We time. did. And we practiced for a long goddamn time before yeah. we even had a, another gig, which I think was beneficial in a lot of ways. So, so. yeah. <laughs> like some of these guys couldn't drive and yeah, 
Eric Vasquez and Josh Baker. Couldn't. Eric was grounded all the time because he couldn't pass a drug test to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but you know, once once we finally got it going, we had a pretty goddamn good first gig. So, <laughs> but I remember picking these guys up over and over again, oh, like yeah. almost every day. The old Ford Fairlane, two seat, yeah. yeah, the Ford Fairlane. But then there was a the two seat Metro. Oh, we got yeah. Yeah. Two seater. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got like at least four people in there one time or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe five. <laughs> it was crazy. To go practice. What about gigs? Are there anything memorable that jumps out? Two bucks was fun. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it two bucks over there at, uh, like, what is that, 41st and Mingo? Uh huh. Two bucks saloon. That was a crew contest, man. The crew contest was the the fucking, that was the fucking awesome. That was the shit. I don't remember that one. Oh, oh, that was our first. Was was that our first? At the other side. No, no, no. no. Yeah, at the other side, that was good. We got to meet a lot of really good musicians then at yeah. that at that show. Yeah, that's right. There's one that was memorable. I think I think Eric Bass was grounded during this time. And so <laughs> Jason Wood played bass and we played in some hole. Oh hole. god. I wanna say it was on a Oh god damn it. The With that dude that looked like Al Jorgensen. Yes. <laughs> we were in the bar he loved <laughs> Um, it's like JPs or PJs or some shit. Yeah, and no, there, was I the, there. there was the, I played that show. No, because I played bass. Oh, so we, we must have played there Because you were grounded. Time. We did play there multiple times. Because, yeah, and then time. there was the guy outside that was watching all the gear, and he was like, oh, that's all you need is... Rock, roll, take care of you or something. Yeah, yeah. the Black Sabbath uh, guy. Yes. Was like, nasty bitches and weed and Black Sabbath and shit. Goddamn. I had a broken wrist. It was awesome. That was that. That was an interesting show. And did you get grounded after playing that gig? Uh-huh. Like your parents found out? Uh-huh. I was after the Megadeth. They never found out. They found out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we both got grounded after the Megadeth. The Megadeth show. The Me- yeah, the Megadeth debacle. Yeah. yeah. Jason Gosnell, if you're listening to this, thanks, man. <laughs> you wet? Rat fink. The correct answer was my backyard. Yeah. Oh! That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other we, we than Trent's backyard, was there one? Of was there another one that was memorable? Yes, it was <laughs> yes, Trent's backyard. Yes. We played Lump, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we played Sunshine of Your Love, Tune Down to D. We did quite a few covers that yes, night or day, whatever, whatever it was. We Crazy Train. Yeah. yeah, I know some of these guys don't like to play covers, but I, I do. I like to play both. <laughs> I'm just a musical boy that way. I remember. Memorable to me was that one in, was it Pittsburgh, Kansas? Neowala. Or Neowala. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. It's like that little college oh, town. Where the, hey, I'll tell you what. I was watching Last Chance U, and um, their third season is set in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And that's they actually gig. show Neowala wow. in that show. That was a different gig. <laughs> Pittsburgh was a different gig because Neowala is like in Independence. Independence. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was also a fucking gig too, but yeah. <laughs> what was Pittsburgh? Well, yeah, what was Pittsburgh? Uh, that radio yeah, station was yeah, playing yeah, us, yeah. and we went up there. Right. Yeah, okay, I remember that. I'm getting, maybe it's Independence, I'm remembering that. Independence was the Neawala. Yeah, Independence. Because he and I, Bass and I, <laughs> went and fucked with Bachman, over, Bachman Turner Overdrives. Well, we set up because they were being assholes. <laughs> it's well, like, what? yes. So, like, they, they had this huge Canadian flag, and, like, their whole area was roped <laughs> off, and we're being jerks whatever we're like what 16 I don't even know but we probably had a few drink <laughs> and we're like 
we're going to go rip their shit down. <laughs> and we did. We, like, screwed up their craft services table and, like... Fuck you, by the way. <laughs> I was not a part of that. I'm just now finding it. Yeah. That was the... <laughs> we, were, that, we were older than that. We were that was the game where you forgot your base. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And you had to go rent one from, like, the local music. I'd go <laughs> buy one <laughs> and God take damn. it back after the show. Like, <laughs> it's pristine. Uh, <laughs> Oh shit! Maybe that's why I can't remember. And you were like, you were like mad, like, and like you're the one that forgot it, motherfucker. (laughs) Who forgot my bass? (laughs) (laughs) Motherfuckers are supposed to be loading my shit up. (laughs) Oh shit! Wow. You need to fire your roadie, dude. Yeah, sure. Side note: the thing I was thinking of was uh, your second bass player was there. So it was later on. Oh, anyway. He w- he went with us one time when Jared played with us. Okay. He just went along for the ride, and that night was insane. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. What show night, was that? The all night. The all night. That was in Springfield. Oh, that much. Oh, yeah. Okay. God damn. That was, yeah. that was a great fucking night, man. I can't remember any of this. We were I in that RV. Yeah. You were yes. there. Yes. Was, was Springfield the one where... The men's restroom was closed. Yes. yes. Well, stop right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop recording. I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> Goddamn. I don't remember. Keep going, going, actually. You don't need me. Yeah, I don't. Well, the next question was for you, specifically. I have to look through it. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, what so, you know the owners at the shrine. Are they cool with you going barefoot? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Any day, every day. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, good. We got that out of the way. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll even walk barefoot in the outsider's house. Fuck I can give a fuck. Just trying this one on 18th in Boston. Yeah. Where the gig is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, no, so were there any gigs where you just like wished it never happened? Or were you guys fortunate that where you didn't have any shitty gigs? Mm. Oh, I never had a shitty gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it recording? Good answer. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, uh, it is. Yeah, the, the 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 not the DC. What's well, some talent show we did that was big? And that drummer that I mentioned uh, while we were on the break, Lemley, Lemley Campus. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, no, uh, Tulsa Technology Center, yeah. uh, Votech, Lemley Campus, yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, that was a terrible gig for me. Um, mainly what, just because... It's a weird fucking room, too. Weird room, weird stage. It was cool was as, as far as the number of people, but, like, the band interactions, like, with the other bands, I was like, man, what is your problem? Seriously? And yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's get out of here ASAP. Everybody's to each other. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we probably went somewhere and drank Bud Dries. Oh, my God. <laughs> or ice. Or yeah. ice. One of the two. Yeah. I really wish they still had Bud Dry. <laughs> Is it better than Boxer? Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's better than Boxer. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> sponsoring this episode. Well, the four of you obviously had like-minded interests, you know, 20-plus years ago, and you still have some stuff, but... There's a lot of different, you know, influence in your life now. Like, what is it that you guys still come together on as far as music? 
Zen hipster. Oh, it's not a Zen hipster. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All the new, real country artists, I don't know what you'd call them, but yeah, the Sturgles, Stapletons, those guys, yes. Um, we all hate uh, rap country, I think. Yeah, we agree. definitely. Um, definitely. <laughs> you know what, and let me... Let me we have I'll, a common I'll, enemy. Let me camp out there, because <laughs> there's so much more that we all collectively hate yeah, than like true. bands we have in common right, right, and you know right. what whatever brings us together that, that works exactly so yeah. I, I yeah I yeah, hang my head on that that's great that's right so what else chew tobacco chew tobacco mm-hmm. chew tobacco spit <laughs> god damn it <laughs> well I get asked this question for Jason since he's a big Metallica fan uh, some kind god of monster when they ask, name one word. What's one word to describe your band? I did that special. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's a horrible question. I've never asked on this podcast, and I'm never going to ask again. Because <laughs> you see, you see the, 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 the silence that <laughs> fell yeah, on the room. That's a tough one. Boxer. I'd say like good old butt rock. You know, that's I like was, four words, dude. Yeah, no. I was going to say old. <laughs> <laughs> Sanitarian. Wow, I was I was actually going to take this question seriously. Oh, take it seriously. I was just going to say take it seriously. Riff. Yeah. Because this guy Eric Reese has fucking amazing riffs that we've all, you know, uh, learned and been confused by, and yeah, and uh, that has you know got this band. The gigs and the notoriety that he did back when we were playing out. So absolutely, and if we've got some time to kill at uh, at a practice or at a gig, what it comes down to is a fucking riff, and you know, on any one of these riffs, we can fucking we can uh, you know stretch stretch a uh, set to uh, another twenty more minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Butt Rock Jam Band. Fucking A, man. Fucking A, brother. <laughs> butt Rock Jam Band. God, that'd be like a 20-minute long cherry pie. <laughs> Fuck us. Hey, we should we should start another band, call it Riff. Yeah. <laughs> God. Let's do it. With every Hashtag H. Riff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here we go. R-I-P-H-P-H. <laughs> we should call it Riff Machio. <laughs> <laughs> How is that not someone? Some stoner doom band's gonna steal that shit. Man. No shit, no shit. We better get paid for that shit. Copyright, copyright, wax it off. Yeah, yeah, copyright, trademark. Well, so I've known you guys, you know, the whole time this band's been together, and I know all three of you guys are fucking great at what you do. But we all know this guy's like second level. He's he practicing though. He's coming up. He's he's coming up. But I mean, so like each of you, like, what is it that? You know, this guy's like an untapped talent that the world should know about, in my opinion. Agreed. 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 I definitely agree. We're yeah. talking about Eric Reese. Yes, right. Eric I guess Grace. I should have said that out loud instead of just yes. pointed, you know. Our singer slash lead guitar player. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric Reese has, uh, I think, the best 
of both worlds in terms of a shredder and maybe somebody from, you know, the seventies, like a classic, you know, like a Ace Freely Joe Perry guy that is just, you know, inured in the, the traditional, you know, rock and roll lead guitar playing, you know, and he's the best of both worlds at it. Um, you know, he has done solos that I've watched him lay down on record that I think are better than anybody that's touring the world or making you're famous or whatever. And, um, and I think that's his power. And again, you know, the riffs, you know, he, he, he's acrobatic in his, um, in, in, in the things he writes. Uh, so yeah, he's definitely an untapped, you know, I, I totally concur. But, I mean, there's one thing to be a virtuoso. It's one thing to be a virtuoso, to be able to maneuver up and down the neck. It's another thing to have an ear uh, and and to be a composer um, the way Eric can. Exactly. You know, as far as, if it doesn't matter what kind of music you're talking about as far as style. For as much technicality and talent that he has, he has that much soul in his playing. You know, he knows to just fucking let all all the 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 formal training go, and just hang your balls out there. So it's here. Right. For, it's so it's valuable. Agreed. And humble all at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's literally getting pissed at pissed <laughs> off at. Us. Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Well, no, I remember. You, I mean, it's not just guitar because I remember you guys telling That's me. That's what I was going to say. Is there's not an instrument he can't yeah. play. Yeah. What, what was it? There was if something. He can't play it, give him two we were like, yeah, play. that's exactly. Uh, we were doing something way back in the day, and we're like, fuck who? I got that sitar on this song. Who was like, going to play a sitar? <laughs> Eric Reese after 30 minutes. Just fucking give it to him. He'll get it down. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what we need is Eric Reese. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's the more cowbell of the real world. Right. Exactly. He can play cowbell, too. (laughs) Yes, he can. A mean motherfucking cowbell. Well, you've had a lot of diversity in the stuff you've done. Mm -hmm. Bands you've been in. I know you have, too. Like, what is it that makes this special to you? Uh, The camaraderie. The um, nostalgia. You know. Um, We've all been good good friends um you know since we were teenagers you know um and so um the camaraderie is is huge you know anytime anytime you can get in a room with some of your best friends from the time you're a teenager and um you know be able to go back and it's it's like i imagine it to be like you know um, a 60 year old listening to CCR with his buddies or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like you go back and play these songs and you, it takes you right back to your teenage years. You know, it's, it's very cool. It's a very, uh, special, um, thing to be able to tap into. What about you, Josh? <clears throat> I was going to say nostalgia as well. Um, also these were my first best friends right? and even, Throughout the years, there have been times where some of us have been, you know, Eric, Reese, and I have been at complete odds for whatever reason. Bass and I have been at complete odds. Somehow, Jason and I have never been at complete odds, but um, <laughs> we're 
we've all we've just always found our way back to home, I guess, and so <laughs> that kind of goes back to how is it special playing together again? I, it's just because we can do it because we can, and yeah. we don't hate each other, and it's it's still fun, yeah. or it's fun again, I should say. So it's like family on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. You have a it, falling out one Thanksgiving, and then you forget about it by the next Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, you know, whatever. Over the years, you know, I, you know, I haven't talked to this guy in a while, this guy in a while, whatever. Um, but when we get back into this, doing this, it falls right back into the, you know, y'all are picking on me, I'm picking on you, I'm picking on you, we're yeah. fucking giving each other shit. Yeah. The same, you know just uh, brotherhood that it was before it's it's hasn't skipped a beat exactly and that's that's fun and you know there's something to be said for that well i know throughout the years you've championed trying to get this back together you know what's it feel like to finally get it back after all these years it feels good (laughs) (laughs) you hear a big old butt coming here (laughs) It's okay. <laughs> Hi. It's cool. Wow. No, no, it's it's been it's been nice. It's been awesome because I had already had the idea that we wouldn't be playing again anymore, even before like five years ago, like when we did play. Like didn't think that was gonna happen. That happened, that was cool. That was pretty nice. And uh this plan our buddies 40th birthday like that was that was really cool and I really enjoyed that played like I wasn't gonna probably play with them again or I might do that for this show too I think it's been great yeah it's, it, it's been it's been something I think I, I've needed even though I don't haven't thought about it like that because when I get together with these guys there is you know a bunch of those memories come come back and and then we're developing new ones, you know. That's always exciting and fun because when you hang out with these guys, shit's gonna happen. You know, <laughs> probably gonna have a good time. It's the fountain of youth. You wanna, you wanna do, it, makes you wanna do a beer run at Albertsons. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thank <laughs> uh, God there's no more Albertsons there. anymore. I have to try that out. We still got Reesers, man. Still got fucking Reesers, brother. Their fucking beer cases are empty right now. Oh shit! You got October's first. Let's. I can't let's get no three two. And the, the, the geniuses fuck? that decided to put the beer out at the stacks. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up in the El Camino. Start loading on the back of the El Camino. Remember Mike? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I digress. That was well, another band that was more being hoodlum. Well, I remember Quick Trip used to always have like you, you remember Coke. the stack, stack, stacks at the yeah. yellow sign. Yeah, well, we had a buddy that had an El Camino. Beer out there. Yeah, so we just take <laughs> beer and throw them back as El Camino. Anyway, well, we, we thought it was free. I mean, our, I mean it was sitting there. Out there. Yeah. They had it sitting outside. Yeah, outside yeah. I mean, they're yeah. pretty much free. just saying, take, take this. Yeah, yeah we had a mutual friend. Yeah, some, some of our stacks, stacks, stacks. We had a mutual friend that would do that with Mountain Dew. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, this is half your podcast. Do you have any questions for this band? No, I mean, because I, no, I wanted... I, hey. I was depending on you for the final few minutes of this thing. We've got some good shit, and I okay. just wanted this to be more you thinking of it and more than talking, so... Uh, Eric Reese, do you have any final thoughts? 
This has been fun, though. Enjoyed <laughs> this. Learned about things that I did not know about. Like, wow. Was some of I guess when the recording was off. Yeah, when the recording was off, I was like, you were naive. Some stories were coming yeah. up. You may have been the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> Josh and I kept a lot of that from you. Because I probably get on you guys. Because I, so, uh, I was very, like, I don't know. Don't make dad mad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't break the law, kind of guy. You know, our chaperone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was our fucking chaperone. <laughs> All right, I got a question for the three of you, collectively um, or individually. Individually, okay. Uh, you know, be honest, and, and this is just for us because no one knows these songs. Maybe a few people, but what's what's one one of our songs that you never want to play again, and your favorite to play? What can you tell me some of our songs? <laughs> I never want to play. Uh, I don't want to ever play. Oh, um, like you don't know how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> because yes. because I will always play Mary Jane's last dance. <laughs> <Yeah, I'm laughing. laughs> exactly. I never want to play Death for so long ever again. <laughs> I concur. So um, no, hold on. I love the scratch middle, that. I love the middle solo part. Now I never want to play it. "Searching" ever again. Dead for so long, I could deal with. I've, I've never heard of that song. <laughs> um, my favorite it's song okay. to play. Oh man, might be emotions. Emotions or consequences? One of those two. Yeah. Here's a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorites would either be Emotions or Hollow Earth. And everything off of this uh, <laughs> <laughs> and process. I don't really give a fuck about. <laughs> yes. You know what's funny is he helped write a lot of that crap. And he's like, no, I didn't do that. I don't hey, hey. Got tainted. Got tainted. Got tainted. Got right. What about the six straight stuff? Josh. I'll play any of that stuff. I mean, yeah, some, a lot of that shit was good. Actually, that's probably my favorite, our favorite thing, my favorite thing we've ever recorded is that EP. I see. I remember. I remember helping with a lot of that stuff and laying some stuff down for mm-hmm. that album. And, but not not that guy. Like I remember some stuff on that one, but not a whole lot on in process. Because yeah, you knew the bass part to like. Searching and stuff like that. Because I'm showing that. Below Myself, that's one of my favorites. That was just yeah, right right I've always kind of had a problem with dust. I do like <laughs> I do like the middle part where we're like doing a double solo and stuff. But I think it's more of like my approach on the vocals. I wish I would have done stuff differently. And, um, so there's usually things like that for my reason. But going over it and listening to it again. Because I did bring that up to Jason. Some of the, and the guys about not playing dust, but uh, another one is probably Psycho Schematic, maybe because we played it so many times. But I do, I I, I like that song. <laughs> it's just we play it. Every, I think every every he loves and hates every one of them. <laughs> Pretty much all of these songs, I hate to play them again, but I also love to play them. I birthed <laughs> it, so I have to love it. Because, like, after I did bring that up, that, you know, I don't want to do dust, I went back and I started jamming it, and I'm at home having a good time, and playing along with the album, and 
doing the double solo thing with Jason. And I come back and I'm like, man, I think I like that song. I think I'm going to do it now. And they're like, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Because that was going to be one of the ones that we're going to be playing at this next show. But one of my favorites is probably The Court. Just the way we used to play it back in the day. Like, like being on stage, that was one of the most memorable parts of like how we would know like this parts in there and stuff like that and just how it's just kind of off sounding and um, emotions that's a fun one to, to play so okay your time's up <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a brand. that was like I really ran with that one what about you I really uh, I don't know you know back in the day I really hated playing without you because the intro was like hard for me because I suck at playing guitar <laughs> But then, like, we, for this gig, we kind of touched on it, and I was like, wow, this is really fucking easy. What was my goddamn problem? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. You were but a whiny bitch back I, then. I, I always have been. Okay. I'll admit. He wouldn't take the highway. <laughs> Bag of dicks. Bag of dicks. So, <laughs> as far as what I... Side note of that geoprism. You sold that to me. Oh, I didn't. And then, like a month or two later, I fucking totaled it. Totaled it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was yours, whatever. <laughs> so, anyways, like it's coming off the highway, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, so anyway, as far as what I like to play, I always like to play. Uh, um, offbeat was really fucking cool to play. That's great. I, I love playing emotions. Uh, I don't. I, there's not a lot of thinking for me in that song. Um, hold your jokes, um, and then, and a lot of the stuff off the Sixth Street, you know, Eric really, you guys knocked it out of the park on that one. Uh, so it was an honor to play those songs. They're really cool. So that that's that's my answer on that. I do like Lies quite a bit. That's one of my favorites. That's what this motherfucker that. was listening to when I got in the car today to, to, before we came over here. Trent was. And I almost didn't remember. He's like, it. I barely remember this. We've song. never yeah. played that song live. <laughs> no, nope. so I don't know. Sometimes you help write it. Is that <laughs> <laughs> actually your baseline is on that track? Because we got it's like a four track, track with, with the drum over. Is that Slayer or who's that? Who lies? Who sings that one? I do. Metallica. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. What song? Sons of Santorum. Oh, fucking Fleetwood Mac. Is that a sound to her bunch of assholes? Fucking Christine McVie sings it, man. Fucking. All I want to hear is uh, who's that blunt chick? Stevie Hicks. Stevie. That's all I want to hear. Fucking A. Is that interview over yet? I just want to hear some God smile. I fucking love it. I thought you were talking about Vince Neal. Oh, boy. Vince Neal, I'd be saying every other word. If the. <laughs> and then exactly. heavy, heavy breathing. Yeah. He likes uh, heavy breathing, though. Okay, final question. Jason, what's your favorite Beatles song? <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, Motherfucker. Uh, I remember that one. Paint it black. <laughs> All right, wow. man. Fucking A. Wow. That is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I didn't want to be in this band. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're fucking out. You're out. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for doing this. Right on, dude. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, man. Finally, after 190-plus episodes. Also, The Bachelor's Table will be at the Venue Shrine on October 19th and 18th.
Not the 20th? Oh, I'm sorry. 19th and 20th. <laughs> I just pulled it wrong. <laughs> Wait, let me back up. Three days. The 19th and 20th. Finish. There you go. All four members of Zen Hipster. Thank you very much to those guys for taking the time out to sit down and talk to me. This is something that Jason and I have actually talked about for a long time. You know, we're 191 episodes in now. It's over almost three and a half years of doing these episodes. And pretty early on, you know, the subject came up to do an interview with Zen Hipster. This was well before there were any thoughts of them getting back together to play a show. It's just kind of a thing, you know, it's like, well, we're doing this podcast. Jason's half this podcast. It's like, why don't we have your band sit down and, you know, just do an interview, talk about stuff from the past, whatever. Be something cool to do. But we always talked about it and never got around to finalizing it. But once Thunder Underground Fest came about, we brought up the notion of the band reuniting. All four of them were into it. And the fact that it's happening now made this obvious as the time to finally make this interview happen. So I'm very glad to be a part of it. Really looking forward to seeing these guys perform live. Like I said earlier, and we talked about in this interview, they performed recently at a private show, but their last public appearance was five and a half years ago at the Ideal Ballroom. Speaking of, like I said, DEB concerts. All shows at the Ideal Ballroom. They played about there five and a half years ago for a benefit. I was at that one. It went well. And then before that, I don't, I should ask him. I don't know what the last official show was. You know, we're talking early 2000s, I assume. There might have been something else in there. I know that at some point, a few years before that, the Amniotic Band, which featured Josh and Eric Reese, had a show where they brought up Eric Bass and Jason Wood, and they played, I think, maybe three songs, if I remember right. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. You know, and that was, even like I said, that was a couple years before that show five and a half years ago. So, But they played, you know, a ton of shows in the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. And I was fortunate to see a lot of those. Like me and Jason have talked about on here many times. I've known him since I was pretty young. And I've known the other three guys in this band since I was about, I think, 16 or so. So here we are all these years later, 25 years later. Very proud to be able to still call all four of these guys good friends of mine. And really looking forward to what they're going to bring to the stage on October 19th and hope that it continues well after that. I'll reiterate once again, 19th and 20th Thunder Underground Fest Venue Shrine featuring Zen Hipster among all those bands I mentioned earlier. One of those bands is Driver. Brandon from Driver will be here next week. We'll be talking everything Stone Temple Pilots. We do a show called Every Album in a Row, where we basically listen to a band's entire discography from start to finish, and then just talk about it. What we like from albums, what albums we love, what albums we don't like. How the albums flow, ups and downs, all that great stuff. We've done it on Metallica, Megadeth, Guns N' Roses, Kiss, Ozzy, Motley Crue, Van Halen. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but... Brandon said he'd love to do one, and he brought up the idea of Stone Temple Pilots, so here we are, getting ready to bring this one to you. So really excited about that. 
If this is your first time listening, I appreciate it. You can go back and check out 190 previous episodes. I mentioned Brandon and Driver a few times. Driver's been on this podcast a couple times. Mike DiPetrillo, the drummer, has been on here a couple other times as well. Steve Ray, like I mentioned last week, that was his third time on here. Several of the bands that I mentioned that are playing Thunder Underground Fest, like Machine in the Mountains, Severmind, Fist, and R- Fist of Rage, The Normandies, Archon, Sprout, Custom Black, the guys from Grind. All these bands have been on this podcast, some of them more than once. We've had on guys from Sons of Texas, Candlebox, Seven Dust, two of the guys from Corrosion and Conformity, Gene Simmons, and Bruce Kulik from Kiss have been on here. We've also had on guys from Saxon, Warrant, Europe, Shinedown, Saving Abel, King, The Obsessed, Tesla, Great White, Death Angel, Sid Falk, the former drummer for Overkill, was on here pretty early on. That's a great two-part episode. Jason Gilardi, the former drummer of Caroline Spine, was on here as well, way back. Like I mentioned, Sprout, he's been on here a few times. We should have him again coming up soon. But I could just ramble on here for a long time, but I'm going to stop right now. I appreciate you listening. You can check all this stuff out at soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. A ton of these are on YouTube at The Thunder Underground. You can also find them on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Music. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get at TheThunderUnderground.com. You can click on all the social medias there. Follow them, like them. Wherever you listen to this, whether it be SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, you know, hit like or subscribe or whatever that site offers. That helps us out, helps spread the word. All that great stuff. Follow us on Patreon. Send us a few bucks. That always helps as well. And I guess this covers it for episode 191 with Zen Hipster. Appreciate you listening. And until next time. Fuck yes. Thanks, Thunder Underground listeners. We love you. Thank you. Thunder Underground, y'all.